I want you to do me a favor. Bro, would you help me out? Right there is a, a box right there. Would you hand me that box? There's a, yeah, thank you. It's kind of heavy. Thank you very, very much. I really appreciate it. Nothing like getting a, a guest for the first time helping me out, huh? <laughs> thank you. Anybody know what this is? For millennials that's never seen a distributor. Seriously. My first car was a 1966 Chevelle. It had a distributor cap. Out of this comes spark plug wires to the spark plugs inside. Here's points, so forth, so on. If your car is out of timing, you know, it's just, you can turn this just a little bit. You wouldn't want to just spin it, right? No. You turn it a little bit, and all of a sudden, you can smooth that engine right into, run like a sewing machine. Everyone say distributor cap. I want to talk to you today about overcoming anxiety and depression. Do you know why I chose that subject today? Because you asked for it. On the weekend of Resurrection Sunday, over Easter weekend, we put out a survey and asked you, what do you want to hear? We want to bring sermons to you of what you need, what you would like to hear. And guess what? One of the top ones was overcoming anxiety and depression. So this distributed cap is a great example of what God can do in your life. He can come in with some different tools, and he can just tune you in. This is who we are. I am a spirit that has a soul that is entrapped inside of a body. This is my body. I have a spirit who has a soul within a body. And those three things need to work together. And sometimes it gets tweaked out. And we don't flow very well. And I I think that anxiety and depression is one of those things that hell releases upon people to get you out of whack, to get you out of running smooth. And I want to talk about that today. Pray with me as we dive into uh, this subject. This subject actually deserves a whole series. I don't have time for a whole series today, obviously. But uh, I'm going to share from my heart today, and I hope that if you are one of those who struggle with anxiety and depression, that I believe that God's going to meet you today. Realize that the title of this is Overcoming Anxiety and depression. Pray with me. Father, thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here to lead us into all truth. And I pray, God, even as a, a, a wise master mechanic would come and tune in an engine, Father, that you would come by the power of your spirit and by the power of your word to bring healing to your people today in this area. Father, just, just sometimes the enemy, over he always overplays his cards. And I pray, God, that you would reveal the enemy tactics today and you would bring freedom You would bring liberty. You would break bondages today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, approximately 40 million adults, not just kids, not even including kids, 40 million adults in America struggle with anxiety and depression. Uh, I started dealing with it whenever I was in uh, seventh, eighth grade. I'll get to that in just a, a few minutes. That includes general type of anxiety, including panic attacks, including specific phobias and so forth and so on. Uh, I did a study on it this week, even though I've been a studier of this for decades because it's, in, it's impacted my life, which you'll hear a little bit of that story today. Uh, my studies reveal that Oprah, Oprah Winfrey 
Oprah Winfield. Oprah Winfrey, she suffered a panic attack in 2013. Uh, an amazing musician, John Mayer, he uh, suffered tremendously, suffered with panic attacks throughout his, his young life. Uh, he dealt with anxiety, isolating him into just kind of driving him into his room playing the guitar. And well, today, he's an amazing musician, an amazing guitar player, but he suffered tremendously through anxiety and depression. Uh, Chance the Rapper, he was addicted to Xanax in 2015. I say that because anxiety and depression doesn't care what your race is, what your economy is, who your mama is, who your daddy is. Doesn't care. Why? Because it's unleashed from hell. And uh, the devil wants to do just a few things. Kill you, steal from you, and destroy you. He doesn't play patty cakes with us. So I say that at the age of 13, between my seventh and eighth grade year of school, um, I'm not pumped about this, but I was smoking weed, and whenever I was smoking weed, I broke into a panic attack. I didn't know what that was for actually probably a decade after that. Uh, it really began to impact my life. It was as if a dam broke within my brain. Uh, the next day I woke up, that night I asked them to take me to the emergency room. I took cold showers. I was trying to snap out of whatever I was dealing with. The next day I woke up very bewildered, which bewilderment is actually a good thing. It tells you something's not right in your body. But if you don't understand, how many know that knowledge is very, very important and very powerful? If you don't have the knowledge of the things that I'm telling you today, bewilderment can send you right back into a panic attack because you're like, hey, I'm losing, losing my mind. When actually it's, uh, uh, it's an alert saying, hey, something's wrong, something needs to change. I think anxiety and depression is not a men mental illness. I think it's something that alerts us to tell us something needs to change within our life. Does it affect us mentally? Absolutely. Our soul, our emotions. Like I said before, we're made up of a soul. We're made up of a, uh, we have a spirit. We're, we're actually spirit made up of a soul with a body. And uh, during that time, uh, things began, just signals began to go off inside of me uh, for for a couple of years, or no, about maybe about a year or so, uh, I have really appreciated Dr. Carolyn Leaf. I love where she comes at. If you do not know her, and if you struggle in this area or other areas, I would highly encourage you to check out Dr. Carolyn Leaf's materials. It is absolutely amazing. In uh, this email that I got the other day, it was, it was four tips to drastically reduce anxiety. And one of the tips I thought was very interesting, and I agree with it, and that tip was to embrace the anxiety. And I wouldn't say Embrace it in this way. Well, I'm just anxious and this is all I am. This is all I'm going to. I'm not saying embrace anxiety as your identity. I'm not saying embrace it like you're always going to be there or fight with it. I would say embrace it this way. If you put anxiety underneath the rug and you try to say and think that it's going to go away, I got news for you that will grow underneath your rug. I want to let you know, anxiety just does not go away. There's a reason why you might be struggling with anxiety, depression, panic attacks, and anything else around that. And I would say embrace it this way. Embrace it like David did Goliath. 
Saul and all the, the army of Israel was shaking on the side of a hill because of a jungle breath, nine foot nine giant that would come out and intimidate the nation of Israel. And nobody would face him off. David heard this intimidation and he said this, is there not a cause? He was willing to embrace this giant, not to play tiddlewinks with him, but to slay the giant. I want to let you know today, you can slay anxiety and depression in your life if you embrace it. And I believe if you follow the ways of God, you can slay different things in your life. That's exactly what David did. No one else did it, but he did. Not even the, the king. The king himself was shaking in his boots because David was willing. What you have to do is face anxiety and depression face on. Walk through your fears. Even when David was uh, running, he was actually running towards Goliath. And these are some of the things I think that you have to do with some of the things that we battle and some of the things that we're faced with in life. You have to run right toward it. Knowledge is powerful. Truth sets us free. Just a couple of weeks later, uh, I was thinking about probably, yeah, just a couple of weeks later after I had that first panic attack, I was only thinking about it. That was it. And because I was thinking about it, adrenaline was released inside of me, fear was released, and I went back into a full-blown panic attack. Once again, I would not know these are panic attacks for about a decade later. I didn't know I was dealing with chronic anxiety. I didn't know I was dealing with... I had depression at, at times in my life so bad that I had, to, I had to move my legs because I was in so much torment and so much bondage. I want to let you know today, I hope that you will hear the hope out of my heart, that God wants to distribute hope in your heart, that you can be an overcomer today in this area. I struggled through uh, uh, junior high. I struggled immensely in high school. I struggled all through college. I struggled with uh, work. I, I remember my boss asked me, I worked at a liquor store, and my boss came to me and says, J.O., are you like on drugs or something? And he didn't know. Probably I was on drugs and alcohol, but I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of the drugs and alcohol I did was because I was so hurting on the inside, and I was trying to numb these areas that I dealt with that no one knew about. I didn't want anyone, and only a few people knew with the struggle that was going on inside of me. My life was controlled by fear. If that's you today, I want to let you know that Jesus wants you to be fully alive and if you're controlled by fear today, you are not fully alive. I got news for you. He can break the bondages off your life, the shackles and the chains off your life and off your mind. I was ruled by the what ifs. I was ruled by panic attacks. I, I want to let you know where I first think depression came from. If you look at Genesis 3.10, it says this. So he said, I heard, this was Adam, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. What do you mean by that? That's where anxiety was released. Well, right before that, they ate of the tree and sin entered into the world. When sin entered into the world, all hell broke loose. Up until that time, we were in perfect harmony with God. Man worked... The, God breathed his spirit into man and they became a living being. Man's spirit was perfect in harmony with the spirit of the living God. And all of a sudden, when hell broke loose, 
No longer was my spirit in control. My soul began to take control of my my life. What do you mean by your soul? I'm talking about your intellect, your emotions, your feelings. And I want to let you know, that's not what God wants you to be led by. How many of you want to be led by your soul in your marriage? Have a good day, bad day. All over the place. You don't, that's, if you, if your marriage is like, wow, I got news for you. That's not what you want to, to make decisions by and to be controlled by. Not my, emo, we walk by faith. Not by sight, not by feel, not by smell, not by my senses. I walk by faith, by the spirit of the living God. And so your soul got jacked up, whacked out sideways when all hell broke loose. What's the answer? Well, when a person gets born again, guess what? They're born again of the spirit, right? You're born, a man must be born again of what? The spirit. So you get born again. If you're not today, we want to pray for you to receive Christ, to get born again of the spirit. And then all of a sudden that spirit becomes, gets back in alignment the way that it should be. Not by the soul, but by the spirit. And then all of a sudden you get in a journey, you get in the transformation. My mind is being renewed by the word of God. And as my mind is renewed, I'm being transformed from the inside out. I, I'm a new creation. And all of a sudden I become more like Christ. Be in a journey of growing all the days of your life. No, no matter how old you are, you should be committed to growing in Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter how old you are in the Lord right now. Be committed to growing in Jesus Christ. And then all of a sudden, your soul begins to get back in alignment, and you're, you're ruled by the Spirit of God. You're, ruled, you're connected with the Spirit of God, and you're ruled making godly decisions according to the Word of God instead of your soul. Just all over the place. If it's a good song, Boston's, more than a feeling. You're like, chill bumps. You think that's the presence of God? No, I want to tell you what it is. It's your soul right? That's not what we want to be led by. We want to be led by the spirit of the living God. All of a sudden, we sing today, uh, it is well with my soul. It is well. It is well. It is well. Hi, Sheila. With my soul. I just had your whole family stand up, so good to have you. There's another song, I'm a soul man. It's a cool song, but that's not what you want to be. You don't want to be a soul man. You really want to be a spirit man, spirit woman, led by the spirit of God. We are overcomers. I want to read this scripture to you today. I'm going to hit on some of the really big aspects of overcoming anxiety, depression. I hope to kind of spread a little bit of the natural aspect to a couple of big biggies and then a few natural things that you can do to overcome anxiety and depression. First John, recognize that I called this and titled it Overcoming. Say that with me, overcoming. overcoming. Not just playing titty winks with it, not just being like weenie little Christians. God wants you to overcome in the area of anxiety and depression. 1 John 4, 4 says this, you are of God, little children, and have, let's try it over here, and have, 
oh, oh, 100%, go with me. And have overcome. You've overcome. Didn't say uh, kind of overcoming. Uh, might overcome one day. Uh, Going to think about overcoming. It says, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. I want to break off the lie right now that you can't overcome. Quit binding the lie that you always are going to be a certain. Yeah, I might go to the grave with a limp. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you right now, for the most part, God wants you to be an overcomer. Overcome. Overcoming anxiety and depression. Why do you know? Why, Jay, why do you know that we can overcome? Because Jesus is the one that overcame for us. He's in my corner. I'm not trying to get to him to be victorious. I fight from the corner as victorious. I'm not trying to go to him and go, I want to be an overcomer. I want to be an overcomer. No, no, no. Because of him, I am an overcomer. You fight from the place of victory because we're overcomers in Jesus Christ. Look what 1 John 5, 4 says. For whatever is born, if you're born again of Jesus right now, he's talking about you. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Say that with me, overcomes. If you're a born again believer today, you've overcome the world. And it goes on to say, how? What causes me to overcome? My soul that's all over the place, my emotions that roll like this right here. No, 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 this is what causes you to overcome. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Our faith in what? Our faith in God's word. Our faith in the one who's overcome for us. Our faith in the one who took on our sin. Our faith in the one who died for us, rose from the dead, who lives inside of me. That's who I have faith in. I want to talk to you about just a few biggies today because uh, it's so important that we believe right. Say that with me, believe. I can't tell you the vital importance of believing right. You can come to church 365 days a week and not believe. You can read your Bible 365 days a week if you don't believe right you can still be extremely jacked up inside. Listen to what it says in, in Mark 5, 36. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the rulers of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. Tell your neighbor right now, only believe. I hope during this sermon to knock off the dust of your faith today that you will believe in God's powerful word the same word that holds the universe together right now. The same word because you're not floating around somewhere. Gravity, because of God's word holding everything into place, that same word today, I'm telling you, is here that we can put our trust in. In a world that's full of anxiety and, and, and socially impacted by depression, I encourage you today, there's a beautiful there's a beautiful truth in only believing. Only believe in things like this. God is for me. That's a beautiful belief. Believe, to believe that God is for me and not against me, I want to tell you what, right now, only believe. Only believe that God's word will work for you. How many of you know, even after many thousands of years that God's word has been written, God's word still works? It works if you work it. I didn't say just read it. 
It works if you work it. You, if you want to see if your, your faith is alive and you're walking in total faith, act on what you believe. David had to release the rock. You got to act on what you believe. You have to act on, not just saying it, not just declaring it, not just believing it, but acting on those things that you read. Then you will know that you're walking in the fullness of your faith and the completeness of your faith when you act on what you believe. Say this with me, only believe. Only believe what, J.O.? Only believe truth. I'm going to read a scripture that everyone in this world, this room knows and most of the world knows. Listen to what the scripture says. It says this in John 8, 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. How many of you have ever heard that before? How many of you know that verse? You know the verse, but that doesn't mean that you know the truth. There's a huge difference between knowing the verse and knowing truths in different areas that God wants to set us free in. Anxiety and depression begins other than straight from hell. Anxiety and depression begins right here. Right in the battleground. Right in your thoughts. Right in your mind. My first biggie today is this. Think about what you're thinking about. You're even thinking about that right now. Think about what you are thinking about. What are you thinking about? What's in your mind? What words, what thoughts do you have every day? We all have many, 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 many thoughts in our mind. I'm gonna tell you right now, those thoughts are going to impact how you feel, your actions, what you do, how you believe, what do you think about what you're thinking about. It says this in Proverbs 23, seven, for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Think about that. I've listened to many lies. We've listened to many lies since Genesis 3. I listened to the lie that I was going to be insane. For many years, I thought I was going to be insane. If you're struggling with depression and anxiety, I want to prophesy over you today that you're not going to go insane. You put in the practice the things that I'm talking about right now, I guarantee you, you're not going to go insane. The devil is a liar. He's a, li- he's a father of lies. He's been lying since the very beginning, since Genesis 3, and we have listened to lies. You need to be able to articulate, discern what a lie is, and replace it with the truth of the living God. Just take that week. Get out of here. Replace it with the, the truth of God's word. I believe the lie that I was going to be insane. I believe like... Am I, I'm always just going to be this way. That's a lie. God, if you love me, why is this happening to me? Those are lies. God does love me. God does turn everything for the good in my life. I want to let you know, you need to be able to, to, to articulate. And, and, and I tell you, can you handle the truth today? How many of you can handle the truth? Just wave at me. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I was talking to a neighbor one day, and he's a really, really, really old gentleman, right? Very old gentleman. And I felt like he had me captured within this conversation, and I couldn't break away from him. And he's a Christian brother, and I love the dude, and so forth and so on, but I just couldn't get away from him. And I felt like hitting him. You sure you can handle the truth in here? 
jail? You're the pastor. What are you going to do? Hey, I didn't hit him. I've done some soul training. Okay? I understand intrusive thoughts. Anybody ever heard of intrusive thoughts? You need to be aware of intrusive thoughts. I'm going to tell you right now, anxiety has a voice. Depression has a voice. And those intrusive thoughts will try to get you to do some of the weirdest things. You know, for the most part, you're never going to do those things. You're never going to do those things. But the enemy would paint that picture that you're going to hurt someone or you're going to hurt someone else or you're going to hurt yourself. I want to tell you right now, I'm here to bring truth to you and knowledge today to empower you so that you can walk. But I got to be transparent. And some of you may go out of there, I ain't never going that back, that back, that that bald-headed preacher right there, he's crazy. Well, you go ahead and say what you want to say. I'm here to be transparent because I want you to walk in freedom. So I asked you if you could handle the truth and you said yes. I don't have the time to go through all the lies that I've been faced with. You know how many thoughts you have every day? 60 to 80,000 thoughts. That's 60 to 80,000 lies that you can believe. Believe me, you believe some of them because the devil's good at what he's been doing. He's a wise old adversary. He's been doing it for decades, for millennials. Think about what you're thinking about. Discern what is the truth, what is lies. Don't let intrusive thoughts cause you to panic. It's okay. Tell your neighbor right now, chillax. <laughs> Isaiah 26.3. Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep him in perfect peace. You will keep him in perfect peace. Who's what? Whose mind is set upon you. See, the problem is not God's word. The problem is me. God gives me instruction of how to be an overcomer. And I tell you, as you operate in these things today, I promise you, old town, they work, brother. They work, bro. They work. Listen to me today. The next one, here we go, number two. The first one, think about what you're second thinking about. Number two, say to the mountain. Say to the mountain. Say that with me. Say to the mountain. What do you mean by that, J.O.? The same God that holds everything in the universe together by his words. The same God that in the very beginning said, let there be. He said, he said, he said, I say, I say, I say. You are made in the same image of the almighty maker creator. You're not a God. You're not a little God. But you're made in the image of your father. And there's power in your words to say. Say unto the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. Ha, ha, ha. Say unto the mountain. Oh, I don't know if y'all can handle all that today. Mark eleven twenty three. For surely I say to you, whoever says, whoever says, to the mountain be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but he believes these things that he says. go with me church says. will be done for he will uh, have whatever he says you know, I've heard about this for decades the power of my words well then please do it say 
to the mountain. You need to have you about 10 atomic bombs in your spirit to blow up the enemy when he comes at you with anxiety, depression. 10, what are atomic bombs? Words out of God's word that you can apply in your life. The word of God is so powerful. I promise if you begin doing this, your life will change. You will feel different. You will walk as an overcomer. Listen to the power. Let me remind you of God's powerful word for a minute. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Look, 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 look. I talked to you about soul and spirit. Look, look, look. Piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. Why? Because I'm telling you, you got to have your spirit ruling in your life. And the joints and marrow and the discerner of the thoughts and tents of the heart What activates God's word in your life fast, powerful, instantly is for you to declare it, to say it. Okay, J.L., what do you mean by 10 bombs? All of a sudden, you wake up anxious. Hey, you know what? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me today. There's no weapon formed against me that shall, I can do all things through Christ. Who's blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly or stand in the way of sinners, seated in the seat of scorn. You just come with atomic bombs. I'm telling you, they go in your ear, into your heart, uproot strongholds, and you will feel different. Get your 10 bombs. Get your 10 bombs and watch it blow up anxiety and depression in your life lies of the enemy number three next one reconnect say that with me reconnect Reconnect. what do you mean by reconnect everyone say pray Pray. oh jail 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 pray of course we pray we come to church we pray i pray all the time (laughs) just feel me for a minute philippians 4 6 through 7 be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be known to god and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Joe, I prayed. You don't know how much I prayed. I prayed, and I still struggle with anxiety and depression. Well, let me just, let me just twist your distributor cap just a little bit. Okay, you ready? Just a little bit. Not, not, not this. Just, beep. just smooth you out. Just a little bit. If you pray to pray, that ain't going to work. If you pray as anxiety medication, that's not going to work. If you pray because of religion, that's not going to work. If you pray just to be praying so other people can hear you pray and you pray the same praise all the time, that ain't going to work. If you pray in order to get brownie points from God, that ain't going to work. If you pray in order to be loved by the Father, that's not going to work. What kind of prayer works, Jail? This is the prayer that I'm talking about. You pray in order to know God, period, period. You pray to know his ways. You pray to spend time with the Father. You pray to be intimate with the, that's it right there. He said, anytime you say intimate jail, you need to say into me. You, you pray that the Holy Spirit get into me. You pray just to know his ways, just to spend time with him, to be intimate with the Father. Spend time with him. Not sugar daddy, what will you do for me today? Pray to know him. I love when 
My daughter texts me and says, Dad, we going camping this year? Oh, oh, oh yeah, we're going to try. We're going to try. Uh, hallelujah. My son, we went to a baseball game the other day. Just spending time with dad. They, they hang out with dad and they hang out with mom. Jane, Seth, and, Seth and mom goes to play tennis, just being together. Or, or, or mom and Jamie may go shopping. Whatever they do, whatever they do. My point is spending time with your heavenly father. Bam! Intimate time to know him. To follow his ways. This is the type of prayer that will change your life forever. Let me, let me show you a picture of, let, let me read this first. I love this. I love this scripture. I've meditated on it for a, a week or so. Genesis 15:1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision and saying, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Look, 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 look. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Why is that so cool to you, J.O.? It wasn't that God was giving him a Mercedes. That wasn't the reward. The reward wasn't a new house or a raise. The reward wasn't a new wife or a new husband. The reward, you know what the reward was? The reward was God. The reward was God. That is a reward to know him. You're talking about something that will melt like wax, anxiety, and depression? Melt like wax, being in his presence. I want to read a scripture to you, Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8. To me, this is a picture of an anxious soul. Listen to the picture of this anxious soul. It might, might speak to some people in here today. Thus says the Lord, curses the man who trusts in man and makes his flesh his strength. First of all, if you're dealing with anxiety, you're probably trusting everything around you. Man jobs, money, stuff. Your trust has to be in the Father. It has to be in God alone. Whose heart depends, departs from the Lord, for he shall be like a shrub in the desert. For me, when I deal with anxiety, I feel like a shrub out in the desert, no water just in a dry place. Goes on to say, and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. Why is that so important? Dry places in your life is vicious. The enemy will take advantage of dry places in your life. What do you mean by that? Listen to what Jesus talks about when it comes to a dry, parched place in our life. He says this, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places. Seeking rest and finding none, he says, I'll return to the house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds swept in order. Then he goes and takes him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they entered and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. Anxiety to me will leave you high and dry. You don't want to stay in a dry place. You don't want the enemy to conquer and divide you by anxiety. It goes on to say in that same scripture, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, Jeremiah, whose hope is in the Lord, for he shall uh, be like a tree planted by waters. Everyone say wet spot. That's, uh, waters is wet, amen. You agree with me on that? Okay, good, 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 good. 
which spreads out in the roots by the river. How many know that a river is wet? Will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will uh, be green and will not be anxious of the year of the drought, nor will he cease from yielding fruit. Water is an important place for you to stay. What do you mean by that, Jay? What do you mean staying wet? How do I stay wet? How do I not dwell as a, as a shrub in desert places? How many of you have been water baptized? Just raise your hand. You went down in the water, hopefully fully submerged. You come up, grab a towel, and you dry off, right? How do you stay wet in the presence of God? Well, it goes to my next biggie. My next biggie is this. Holy Spirit. The greatest thing that happened to me as a Christian that changed me forever when it came to anxiety and depression was the day I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. See, when you come out of water, you dry off in that baptism. But when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you don't dry off, you stay wet. You can stay daily filled with the Spirit. You can stay daily in relationship, daily in counsel, daily in the encouragement. He will empower you. The great paraclete will empower you. He will lead you into all truth. A relationship with the Holy Spirit. People come to Heart of the City Church. Why is there power, the presence? I feel my goodness. Holy Ghost. Well, wait a minute now. I don't know about Holy Spirit. I don't know about Holy Spirit. Hey, 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 wake up. Holy Spirit is who's with us now. Jesus didn't leave us an orphan. He left you Holy Spirit. He wants to water baptize you, but he wants to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire, and you will never be the same again. You're talking about something that brings healing to our lives. Spirit of the living God. And that leads me to my last biggie. Faith. Say that with me, faith. God wants us to have great faith. Faith does impact our life. I'm skipping through a lot of these, but I just want you to to listen to this just in in, in closing here. Faith. Faith is a a real biggie because we overcome by our faith. Listen to this. When I bring up possibly, this is always like a very scary area in the church. If I go, well, I don't If I was to ever even mention that it might be a faith situation. You, would imme- you, you, you can immediately imagine what will go on. Oh, you're, you're saying that I don't have enough faith, Jay. I don't have enough faith for this and this and that and that. And here, let me not say or speak to you. Let me tell you what Jesus said many times. When it came to worry, Jesus put in those scriptures. He mixed in with it. He said, oh, you of little faith. Feel me, just a minute. When it came to Peter stepping out of the boat and he began to sink, what did Jesus say? Oh, you of little faith. When it came to the disciples, disciples in the boat, storm, he says this, oh, you of little faith. When it comes to them forgetting bread and, and he says, they don't even have their mind right about the bread, but he says, oh, you of little faith. I would say if the disciples have a problem with faith, and Thomas had a problem with faith, and Peter had a problem with faith, I would say that I'm okay to be listed among those that sometimes I have a problem with faith. So I'll put it on me. Your 
pastor sometimes is that man of oh of little faith. So don't be all bit out of shape if it's a faith issue. He didn't say you didn't have faith, Bobby. He said you have little faith. Well, if I have a little faith, I can work with that. Give me the Bible because I can build my faith by the word. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. And remember the scripture that I started with? And this is how we walk in victory. What is our victorious? How do we walk? Our faith. So don't get offended if it's your faith. Just say, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Now let me just sprinkle some, I hit some big natural, I hit some big spiritual things. Let me sprinkle some little fast sprinkling of natural things. If you struggle with anxiety and depression, this comes from J.O., not the Bible. I think you should work out. I think you should work out. Number two, I think you should eat right. What does that look like for you? It may look different for you than me. I'm a high-protein guy. I got to watch caffeine. These are just natural things. Another thing, normalize. Sometimes I can blow things up in my mind because of the enemy breathing on them. But I go to my wife and I go, sweetheart, will you help me normalize this? And she goes, yeah, this, this, and this. And I go, thank you, honey. Hallelujah. Normalize it. All hell's not breaking loose. The, the sky's not falling. Praise God. I can normalize. How about worry? You know what? I'm not going to just say don't worry because that's hard for people. It's hard for me. But what if you just say, oh, you know what? I'm going to worry from five to six. That's it. That's it. I'm just going to worry from five to six, and that's it. You might even forget what you're worrying about by five o'clock. That's just some natural things I think you should hide into your you're overcoming anxiety and depression today because these things have worked with me. I want to pray for you right now. 